What is the true secret sauce to managing your symptoms living with pelvic organ prolapse? This is the Lowdown with Brave Mama, a community to see you, hear you, and support you on your journey living with pelvic organ prolapse. Hi there, it is your host, Steph Thompson here, and today we are going to do exactly that. We are going to answer the question, in my opinion, on how to manage your symptoms living with pelvic organ prolapse. Now, I know this show has covered so many different aspects, top to toe, of our entire body of managing our diet, our mental health, our emotional health. Today on the show, I have invited Megan to come and talk to us about all things Pilates. And while my journey started initially in the physiotherapy center, I've been educated enough to be able to do it at home. Now, finding the motivation to actually get up and do it is another thing. And it was probably during lockdown where I discovered the Pilates project, where I could literally put it on my TV screen and just follow, listen, and just follow exactly what the instructor was telling me. Today, I have invited that instructor, Megan, onto the show to talk to us about the relationship between Pilates and pelvic organ prolapse. So let's get into our chat with Megan. Hey, Megan, it's so funny because I was watching you on my TV screen this morning while I was doing my reformer and I was yes. really excited about chatting with you today. But then there was one exercise. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn you, Megan. <laughs> I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. People are yelling at me through the TV and through their phones all the time. And I'm like, two, two, just two more. Oh, yes. However, I know you love that, actually. <laughs> You know what I was going to say? I yeah. know very early on, I gave you that feedback that, yeah. oh, just don't do the countdown. Like, I really just need it. But as you grow and change, and yeah. as you get better at doing anything in life, you really build that resilience to be like, okay, I can just do it a couple more times. A couple more. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds better than saying, we're going to do 15. If I just say, we're going to do eight, but then I count like five extra twos, that sounds, it's mentally better, don't you think? <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't know when you're doing it. You're like, I can do it. Come on. I Push totally a little bit higher. Agree. I totally agree. And I love that we've jumped straight into this conversation. Yeah. Now, I know I have been using your app for such a long time and re recently reached out to you because I think all women with prolapse should have access to exercise at home. Yes. We've interviewed multiple apps on the show this season. And I want to bring you into the conversation specifically to talk about prolapse and Pilates. Love it. The expert in Pilates. Yes. Honestly, I couldn't have invited anyone better. Maybe just tell us a little bit of background of okay. your Pilates journey, and then I'll jump in for some questions. Okay, awesome. Well, I was a professional cheerleader. I've been a cheerleader since I was 10. I used to be the girl that they threw in the air called the flyer. Okay. I did a double backflip, came down and landed on my back on the concrete. They didn't catch me. I slipped through the fingers. So I had back pain probably since I was maybe 16, okay. pretty severe. So I have a dysfunctional SIJ and I tried everything. I tried osteo, physio, chiro, personal training, you name it. I tried it. I was in so much pain from a very young age. So I went to a Pilates class one day, I actually found it really challenging. I couldn't stabilize my pelvis at all. So I got really intrigued with movement and how the body moves and just, you don't need to smash your body to get a benefit, which I really love because in 
mental, like you just see everyone and they think they need to be throwing weights over their head and pushing sleds and battling ropes and look like that's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's good to get the heart rate up, but you don't need to do that to see results. And I was constantly in pain doing those types of exercises. My cortisol levels sat so high. I could never, I kind of plateaued in weight loss. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't, I mean, not that I was ever, ever overweight or anything. I just never was getting better. You know, I could tell I was getting maybe fitter in terms of like a cardio like I could, you know, battle the ropes for longer than a minute, anything like that. But then I just, I wasn't changing. So I started doing Pilates for my back rehab. Yeah. Then I became quite obsessed with what it was doing for my body in terms of getting me out of pain. I started to actually lose weight, not on purpose, because I wasn't doing Pilates to actually lose weight. And I know people say you can't lose weight from Pilates. I don't believe that. Just because it's low impact exercises, it lowers your cortisol and your stress hormone. Okay. So if we're overstressing our body, with these types of hardcore exercises, our cortisol levels stay quite high around our gut. And then we were just talking about overtraining. So people overtrain. They think they need to train every day really hard. You don't need to do that. Okay. I've had three kids. I'm probably the fittest I've ever been now. And back when I was 25 pushing sleds, it's funny because I have a before and after picture, which I have to share one day. Okay. But yeah, so I've just become, you know, became quite interested. I did my training in Pilates. Okay. It's been so over 15 was- years. Yeah. Yeah. I started out as an aerobics instructor. I have a personal trainer as well. And then I become certified in Pilates and I do everything Pilates from mat reformer to all the equipment as well. And then I just fell in love with it. And I still like the PT side in terms of strength training because I think it's important. I have a different mentality towards it now where I incorporate it still in Pilates projects. I think it's important, but my love is mainly for Pilates. Pilates. So yeah. And I have a studio here in Wollongong and I had a studio in Southwest Sydney before. So it's been about 10 years that I've had my own studio. Yeah. And then I started Pilates project during COVID, not because of COVID, (laughs) but I got quite inspired. I started doing online classes when my, they shut my studio down. Yes. And then I started connecting with everyone virtually, but I love that my American friends started jumping on and joining my classes. So I actually love the fact, not because they shut us down and I could, you know, people weren't going to go to the gym after. It was more because I could connect with people all over the world and share Pilates and share my love for exercise with them. So that's why I started Pilates Project. And I do, I have all my girlfriends and people from all over the world that I get to connect with and they message me and we get to have a laugh on how they're super sore. And they were also saying sweet nothings to me over their phone and TV. Um, And then they send me pictures of their husbands doing it. It's really great because I get to connect with people that way. So yeah, so that's kind of my journey in a nutshell. I absolutely love that because originally when I discovered your app, I Mm. thought you were based in the States. I think everyone does. They're like, oh, you live in Sydney. I was like, yes, I'm originally from Texas, but I feel very Australian now. I've been here 14 years this year. So I feel like I'm kind of Australian. (laughs) You totally are. And like, I just think it's, it's inspiring how coming from something really horrible, like being dropped and having back issues through to discovering and putting you on this different life path to where you are now. So different. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I, and it's interesting because I always have back pain. My back pain is never going to go away, but I just have to manage it. And so that's kind of how I think, you know, women with prolapse, you know, like it's a management thing, right? And every day is going to be different. Like some days I have sciatic pain down to my feet. I can't film that day. That's okay. So I do certain things for myself to help me get out of that pain. Then when I'm ready, I attack my filming. 
So it's just, yeah, like I might have sat funny if I sit cross-legged, it really irritates. So it's just a management thing. Like it's not going to go away, but it, Pilates helps it. It makes me feel better. And I have three boys I have to keep up with. So yeah. I can't, I can't have back pain right now. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> and I think a lot of our audience would say the same thing. I don't have time for prolapse. For those of us with young children. That's right. And management day to day sometimes hour by hour, your it symptoms, is, yeah. you'll be fine. And then all of a sudden, oh, where, where did you come from? Mm -hmm. So I would love to then maybe explore because you know what? Prolapse has a, a mind of its own. And then there's so many elements to Pilates itself. If anyone listening right now has kind of heard us talk about Pilates before and they want to get started, where would you kind of recommend the very baseline for someone to go? Just learning the fundamentals of Pilates first. And I have a class on that. So if you're new, it's about breath work, about pelvic floor, which I'm sure that you guys have some knowledge about now. Yeah. And just learning the fundamentals on how to actually stabilize your pelvis and just starting from there. The breathing is challenging. I know we breathe every day, but to actually breathe correctly is quite challenging. And it comes with time and you'll probably breathe wrong for the first six months of doing it but I keep reminding you. So you'll have it in the back of your head and then eventually it just clicks and it okay. just goes that way. And I do have a beginner program that you can follow. We spoke about this before. I'd love to one day just have something for pop, which would be, I know we talked about like people, everyone pushes everyone to that prenatal. Mm -hmm. um, even that prenatal, I feel like we still stand in those sumo squats because it's beautiful for prenatal women. It opens up the hips, but it's not necessarily good for people with the prolapse. We should have to be mindful in that because I don't want to say go to the prenatal workouts, but then some of the exercises aren't actually tailored for that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, I think body awareness, understanding what feels comfortable for you because it's different. Everyone's in their own journey. Like some people might feel comfortable walking every day and then some people don't, they have a lot of pain. Some people might feel good doing a plank and some people don't because it's way too much pressure. So I yes. think it's just learning your body awareness, finding out what fits for you because it's going to be different. So if someone's working out with you next to you, it's going to be different. You're going to be like, oh, that's no problem for me. I can squat 500 and they do one squat and they feel lots of pressure. Yes. So it's just, I think it's just in modifying what you can. And those modifications are important to know. And I'd love to be able to guide, you know, guide people through that. It could be as simple, just bring your legs closer together in a squat rather than standing so far apart. It, simple as that. Yes. So it's just learning, I think, learning your kind of comfortable zone and where you, not to push yourself past those limits. Yes. And it's hard, I guess, too, because it's contradictory to the, you know, when a, when a woman first goes to a physiotherapist, quite often the old school way of thinking is don't lift anything over three kilos. Yeah. So what if you're a mom? <laughs> and most of us are moms. So. Yeah, that's right. When your baby hits six months, just don't pick them up. Every That's right. Day. They're having a tantrum. Too bad. Just lay there on the floor. <laughs> and and right. yes, there's obviously things that you can do, but practicality wise, I feel yeah. like the language thankfully is catching up and saying, okay, so here's functional movement. Instead right. of saying, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. This is a way you can do this. And we actually yeah. just talked about it a couple of episodes ago. Is it? to try something first mm -hmm. if it doesn't work like you said yes it's not comfortable yeah you don't have to give up mm. you just do a modification of that 100 percent. even a plank like just put your knees down so when slide your knees a little bit further back than your hips you still get heaps of core work without putting as much compression down 
So it's just finding those little modifications. And then as you get stronger, you might find that doing a plank in six months time is okay. Yes. I don't know if Steph, like I know you're doing planks now and I'm not sure if when you started Pilates project, you know, I don't know, it's been like what, 18 months, you're yeah. quite early on. I don't know if you could do a plank then. Like, I don't know how you felt then. No, I, can't, I definitely not. And even sometimes now, depending on the day. So for example, during my cycle, when I have my period, mm-hmm. I'll have to do it on my knees. Well, okay. I don't have to, cause it's not set in stone, but I feel more comfortable yes. if I've tried it like, Oh, that's pressure. Yeah. I drop to my knees or even just a four point kneel. Perfect. Even if it's not planking per se, I've yeah. been able to watch you and say, just a four point nail and moving the opposite arm and opposite leg out. That's hardcore work. Yeah. It's still challenging, but there's no pressure. And that's what I love about Pilates. It's low impact. You can still challenge your core without doing 500 crunches. Like that's not the only way you you strengthen your core. That's one of my favorite ones is the crunchless core. Oh oh, yes. Like you don't need to do. Yeah. I have a crunchless 11 minute. I think it's 11 minutes. It's not long. Crunchless core class. You don't need to do crunches to strengthen your core. And that's what I love about Pilates. It is, you know, anyone can do it, whether you're pregnant, whether you have a prolapse, whether you're, you know, super strong. Actually, there were super strong people. They struggle because their core, they're good at compensating. So to actually use those deep core muscles, they don't know what they are. They've never used them before because they use the bigger muscles. So when you work with women who you, who you know have prolapse, do you kind of target it a little bit differently than just the bottom? I do. We do a lot of oblique work as well. So the transverse abdominus wraps around. It's funny. This is the best. I had a lady come in. We did some oblique work and she's like, do I have abdominals in my back? (laughs) I mean, yeah, because it like wraps around. So it's like a corset, right? That wraps around. So it's not just those lower abdominals or pelvic floor, you know, that everyone thinks about like it's a, it's the whole area that we're targeting. And so we're, we can focus more on that and keeping that strong as well as the pelvic floor and lower abdominals. It should all work together. But it's so funny when she came in, just like, do I have abs in my back? I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> like it's because it's so great. It for, feeling it for the first time. Most people don't do oblique work. Yeah. Admittedly. It's challenging. If you've never worked your obliques, it's challenging muscle and people don't want to do it. It's a great yes. muscle though. It's, it's a great muscle. It'll change your whole shape of your waist. Just why I on that one. <laughs> okay. And it's funny, we've had lots of women say, I I can't exercise. I haven't been able to exercise for years because of prolapse. Mm-hmm. But you know deep down, and a few of them have said, but I know I need to lose some of the physical weight mm-hmm. because it's causing more pressure. So forget aesthetics, forget yeah. about wanting hourglass type bodies. They literally just say things like, I need to lose some of the heaviness that I'm carrying around my midsection yeah. because I know it's adding pressure. I was exactly the same during COVID. It's all the COVID kilos went straight to the tummy because we yeah. were sitting a lot yeah, and eating a lot mm-hmm. that they just don't even know where to start because they think they've had that mindset, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this. Now, I was lucky because I invested in a reformer, Mm -hmm. but I really want you to talk about all of the things that you can do with very little or zero equipment. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Actually, Matt is probably harder, more intense, and will probably change your body more than the reformer. Not that I'm not selling the reformer. Um, I love the mix of them. I think it's great. I think it's, it's kind of like anything. Once you start doing just reformer, your body gets in that kind of plateau. 
you need to change it up, right? So add some mat. That's why when I program for project, I program mat Pilates. I know some people don't like that because they just want to do reformer, but I do it on purpose. It challenges the body to move differently. So we use, we use sliders. This is for you as well, Steph. I've got sliders. I, you can sliders? buy them from Kmart. They're like oh my $10. gosh. Use a towel, like a yeah. hand towel. You don't even need to buy anything. If you're on carpet, you can use a little Tupperware, but it moves just like the reformer and actually find sometimes there it's more challenging to move like that. But it's that same movement, that gliding that you do on the reformer. So, in line with your breath, right? Yes. Yeah. So the breathing out and then breathing in, but it, you just, you can actually work in a deeper movement as well, which can leave you like, I usually get quite sore from a slider workout and I love it because I can't get as deep on the reformer because of the machine and the springs kind of, they don't let you go as far where there's no spring on the slider. You can, I mean, don't fall over, but you know what I mean? You can get quite deep in that movement. So you don't need much. We do a lot without equipment. Just using your body weight is challenging as well. We can mimic the reformer quite easily. So with the bands, with the foam roller, with the slider, a hand towel, you don't even need much. Yeah. So I've, I've done a couple of like the reformer to mat videos. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah. You don't, yeah, you don't need, you don't need a reformer to hit any goals or, you know, to work through building muscle and things like that, which is important. And I know sometimes it gets challenging and kind of get in that mental where I can't exercise, you know, but then you're going to be focusing later on on, okay, now I have osteoarthritis. Now I have osteopenia because I've done no strength training. If you're just walking or you're just swimming, like you need to incorporate that strength training in there and keep building muscle. That's It's very important. And mental health as well. Like it makes you feel good after, right? Mental health is a big one. Like just doing something for yourself. An hour is 4% of the day. You don't even need an hour. I have a 11 minute crunchless core class. <laughs> no, but like an hour of your time is 4% of your day. And I know as a mom, I'm a mom as well. I feel selfish sometimes because I'm like, I'm going to go out and exercise, but my kids are going to sit here or, you know, like I got to attend to them, but I'm better for them if I've done my, I guess, something for myself oh, that day. Yes. And that's mental health is very important, especially when you, sometimes you're feeling quite low if you're in pain or you know, I feel like I can't do this today. Well, a lot of the Pilates stuff, you're laying on the floor. Okay? Yes. <laughs> We're rolling around on the floor in a harder way. <laughs> well, you know what? It's exactly right. I even got to the point where, because this is the, you know, where we kind of unveiled the truth of it all. I, I lost motivation. So prolapse took me away from being a, a highly motivated athlete. To mm. tra it was training twice a day to just doing nothing. Yeah. Because I was like, well, what's the point? If I can't run, what's the point? If I can't, da, 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 what's the point? Yeah. But a couple of things you just said there, like movement is medicine. It is mental, physical. Yeah. The whole thing. And for so many of us who are stuck in this mental prolapse space, it's a real bitch. I'm telling you. It's, yeah. She's so mean. She's so horrible that it just, sometimes you get really stuck. And so I've really made this little pact with myself that every single morning I get up and I say to myself, just 10 minutes, Stephanie. Yeah. I've even gotten to the point where in our house, we call it pajama Pilates. Love it. You don't need to get dressed. I mean, no one's, no <laughs> it's one's... just you and your reformer. Exactly. <laughs> and my kids just coming in and out, in and out. And I just stay in my pajamas. What generally then happens is I've made the commitment for 10 minutes or an 11 minute video because I love that you can search. Yeah. So like you can do five to 10 minutes, uh, five to 15 minutes. And all the classes that come up that are between five and 15 minutes, I'm like, I'm just picking one of you. 
Yeah. I go through and pick it and I commit to that. By the end of that, one of two things happen. I feel good and motivated to go (laughs) and finish it and do another one. Or I say, okay, great. You did it today. Come back again tomorrow. Yeah. And And tomorrow you might even be feeling better and you can do more. Exactly. You've done your 10 minutes. Yeah. Literally took the words out of my mouth because you see progress. You feel the progress. And I want to stress that. Yeah. I often get contacted and women say to me, well, how did you fix your prolapse? Because you look happy and healed. Yeah. And then when I explain, well, no, the symptoms are exactly the same. The the actual diagnosis, the grade has not changed. Yeah. Like, how? It's just management, isn't it? Yeah. And finding things that you like. Like, I mean, I love Pilates and doing Pilates for me makes me happy. And I love the way I feel after I do it. So you just need to find that type of exercise that you like or movement that you like could be anything, any type of movement that makes you feel good. A hundred percent. Like you're achieved for the day. (laughs) And you do it first thing when you wake up. That's another thing. I found a lot of the clients that come into the studio, they're best in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that happens for everyone, but I think, you know, by the afternoon, you know, whether you're in pain, you're tired, you, you know, everything's kind of hit you for the day. But get up and just get it done in the morning. It's the first thing that you do and then it's done. And then the rest of the day. Carry on. Carry on. Hopefully you're starting off the day great, feeling good about yourself. Yes. (laughs) Put yourself in a good mood. The symptoms of prolapse will happen regardless because I think some of the thinking was, well, if I don't do too much, then I might not be as symptomatic by the afternoon. Like if I take it easy, that's rubbish. Because by the afternoon, for me, it was happening anyway. So around kind of three o'clock, dinner time is the most symptomatic time of the day, regardless of what I've done. I could Exercise or not. Yeah, I could exercise and move on with the day or I could lay and watch telly all day and it's the same. It's just gravity. It's just from being up from that time of the day till that in the afternoon. So I say... Do you exercise anyway? It's not going to make it worse. If anything, it's going to give you more energy for whatever you want to achieve in the morning and half of the day, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you know what? I love that you said that the people that come in, they're usually the best. And we hear that a lot. They're less symptomatic first thing in the morning. Yeah. And then as it progresses, it changes during the day. Yeah. Most of them are like, I need to be there at 7 a.m. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's like book it like first thing. Cause then like, after that, I'm no good. And it, I'm sure it's a personal experience as well. Like whatever. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, doing their own journey. So very common though. I think that's a really common thread that that's the time of the day is a significant thing. I found that. Yeah. Mm. Just got to what... get up and get it done then. No excuses. <laughs> And that's why I love being able to do it at home because, yes, I can come to the studio because when we discovered that it's actually not too far from where I am, not in the States. No, I'm not in the States. (laughs) I'm like 10 minutes away. (laughs) But I just love that you can do it at home. Like like today, for example, it's 20 degrees less than what it was two days ago. It's freezing. freezing. So many excuses to not get up and go outside. Mm -hmm. Having it in the house, it's like, nope. You need to get it done. This is just part of your daily routine now. Now, I know that you said before you were thinking about creating some prolapse-specific classes for us, which I absolutely love the idea of because there's not many doing it, Mm. okay? So we've got the Empowered Motherhood Program. They've got a prolapse-specific exercise 
program, but cool. Pilates specific, I would love to be able to recommend, can we do stuff that's on the mat so that if yeah. any from anyone from the Brave Mummerhood of course, wanted to participate, they don't need to go out and, and have, purchase a reformer. Yeah. yeah or, or, or have barriers like, oh, I don't have that, so I can't do it. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't have that. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I want to give them a really clear runway to say yes. Yeah. Just, you know why? Every single person we speak to who have done Pilates, who has prolapse, cannot speak highly enough of it. Mm. Yeah, it's, you, it's life-changing, I think. I agree. Yeah. Do you feel that Pilates itself in general is growing in interest? Oh, yeah. Massive. Since I've started, so when I started Pilates, 15 years ago, what's Pilates? I'm like, I'm a Pilates instructor. What's Pilates? Now it's like, oh, are you a reformer instructor? <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like it's just gone. Yeah, like it's evolved. It's been amazing to watch it evolve. I think now it's kind of gone a bit more into, you know, they're putting 14 beds and it's kind of an aerobics workout. Do you know what I mean? Where I feel like Pilates is, you need to really focus on technique to get the benefits like it really needs to be slow and controlled to actually get the best out of it so the gyms that are putting 14 beds like it's awesome people are using the reformer and things yeah it's just been crazy to watch it evolve like that like it's (laughs) now everybody knows what pilates is australia's really boomed oh okay yeah it's probably fat like growing faster than the states oh that's interesting Mm. i i first discovered it at my physiotherapist so when rehabbing elsie was a baby there was one, one reformer bed, but it was tucked away in the corner of the studio. Like no one ever used it. I was like, what's that thing? It sparked my interest, but we didn't get to use it much. And then the second physiotherapist I went to, they had three beds, mm-hmm. but they never had three people on it at once because the instructor really needed to be present, yes. especially when you're learning how to get them the moves right. Isn't it funny because when you – you get it, you get it. And he's like, oh, that's what it feels like, actually. Yeah. I love when people get the aha moments. It's my favorite. <laughs> Especially if they've been coming for a while and it's like, oh my gosh, that's what it's supposed to feel like. Like you try to explain it, but sometimes that's what I mean. Like the breathing, sometimes it just clicks. Like you might be coming for a while and doing it and you're like, wow, I finally like get what she's saying. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a practice, which I love. Like you can't just go in there and be awesome at it. Like it's, it's a practice and you grow and you, and you get better and you can see yourself improving and getting stronger. Mm -hmm. So I I really like that about Pilates. And it's good that you can do it prenatal, postnatal, any age really. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I think my oldest client at the moment, she's like 91, I want to say. She's so cute. I know. And she's better than half the people in the class. She's amazing. Yeah. And she just loves it. But it's low impact. You can do it forever. Let's talk about that some more. Yep. I want to know in your experience, kind of like I know every, every instructor might be a little slightly different, but if mm-hmm. you were thinking about our audience, what would be recommended in terms of frequency to see results in terms of pelvic floor function? Mm-hmm. As in, like, would you say every day, three times a week? that type of thing and how long for? Yeah. So you could probably do three to five times a week, I think, to really kind of see those results. And it doesn't have to be anything super crazy. It could just be a, you know, a simple core, crunchless core class just to improve that. Yeah. Like you you can technically do your core like we spoke about before every day. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. As soon as you said that, I don't know if you saw, but I was like, (laughs) 
Sit up, tighten your core. Sit up straight rather than slunching over. Uh, slunching yeah. over, I just sat up straight and went, okay, just those little daily reminders. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. So you can do it every day. You can do your core. 10 minutes. Day. Yeah, you okay. can do 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Okay. Probably don't want to do core for an hour. That's probably too much. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, 10 to 20 minutes a day would be amazing just to build up that core strength. Yes. And I love that you said before, before we kind of hit that record button that just to focus on one area of your body each time, maybe talk to us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So if you're someone who likes to train every day or feel you have that just that you want to train every day, just break up the body parts. So Monday could be lower body day and then Tuesday could be upper body day. So arms and back, or you could change it to just chest and back. And then the next day could be tricep, bicep, you know, different things. And I do have classes available like this on Pilates Project. So I do guide you and I break down the body parts. And then you might do a core class. And then the next day you might do a full body class. So then everything's kind of moving together. So you can technically break it down. We just need to be careful in overtraining like what we spoke about um, before, because it can keep that cortisol level quite high, which then, you know, stores fat. It's really important to rest the body that's when the muscles actually recover and rebuild and that's when they do their job. So working out is just as important as your rest day. So don't, I think people mentally think they have to do something every day. Um, don't have a rest, enjoy yourself, put your legs up. You can go for a walk or something, you know, something just gentle, yeah. gentle yeah. movement or do a sound healing on there. You've and got the meditations yeah, too. Got meditation. Yeah. You can do a stretch class. There's stretch classes. There's mobility classes, different things like that available. So you can use those as your off days. Mm -hmm. anything like that or just hang out with your family be present yeah. right <laughs> I know that and it's funny the stretch class is something that I usually need to do to get back into it so if mm -hmm. I've taken a, a period of time off two or three days because I just couldn't face it I'm just like eh, feeling so flat I can need to get out of the funk I start with a stretch class mm -hmm. and just commit okay just do this keep it easy yeah and then start again tomorrow yeah. You know, I don't know, but I think a lot of women, they get in their mindset that, oh, well, I've got to do this and I've got to do this. But then if they fall off the wagon, yeah, they just give up entirely. Yeah. Don't, don't give up. If one day you don't feel good or you don't feel like doing it, that's okay. The next day is a different day. Hmm. Start again. Yeah. Like don't reset. just give up. Yeah. Just reset. Start with something that you like, that you enjoy doing. So whether it's a lower body class or a core class or, you know, a full body mat Pilates or whatever it is do that so you enjoy it but don't don't just stop because one day you didn't feel good or the next day you didn't feel good like when you feel good that's when you start to jump back in and and reset and yeah and go with the cycle like it doesn't you know does just yeah. because you fall off doesn't mean it has to be that way forever you just jump back on and keep going that's you know right. what i love actually one of the ones i was doing yesterday something had happened obviously when you're recording and you were laughing oh my gosh and like you were having a laugh at yourself or something <laughs> And then I started laughing and it just makes you feel like you're not alone. Yes. Like it feels like you were in the room with me. Just like, yeah. oh yeah, we're just doing this thing together and whatever. It's funny because I love actually meeting, you know, people that do Pilates Project because I actually picture them in my head, like, okay, them doing, you know what I mean? Like I picture them because I'm by myself, right? Like filming and I'm talking to myself or I feel like I'm talking, I try to imagine I'm talking to you guys, right? And like you're in the room and stuff and sometimes I just bust out laughing or I get my hair caught in the springs and I'm like, I'm just going to roll with it because I'm human. I'm not perfect. I dropped the ball or you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Like I'm not this, you know, perfect human over here. <laughs> I think that's so why I resonated so much with you and reached out to you to come and talk to us. Yeah. 
Do you think you'd have any kind of parting advice for our prolapsed mamas and Pilates? Yeah, I think just, you know, give yourself a break. Give yourself some time for yourself to do something great for yourself. Like we spoke about mental health. That's why I love having the sound healing. And I'm actually getting a lady on to start doing guided meditations because I think mental health is just as important as, you know, the physical movement as well and the nutrition, which I also have available, how you feel inside your body. You know, what are you eating? Is that also contributing to the way that your mood is? So just finding things that you love, whether it's Pilates, I hope that it is, obviously. I hope that Pilates is your choice of exercise. But if it's not, that's okay. So whether it's swimming or walking or any type of strength training or yoga, like you spoke about before, whatever fills your cup, like just go with that and stick with that. And then just be kind to yourself. We, you know, some days are going to be good days and some days are not going to be good days. And that's okay. So do something for yourself that you love, whatever it is that you, if you can, obviously, if we have time, you know, do that. Think about, you know, where you're at, where you want to be. And we don't want to end up having issues down the road because you haven't been able to do strength training movements because you, you need to keep building strength and keeping your body strong. So be kind to yourself and every day is going to be different. We're all on a different journey. So I hope that one day I'll be a part of your journey. I'd love to help. I have a, yeah, a deep compassion for, you know, helping people with prolapse. I see them often at the studio and mm. yeah, like my heart is there for sure. Oh, thank you so That's much, okay. Megan. I really, really Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you talking to us. Thank you. I think it's pretty easy to now see why Pilates really can be explored by any of us here, especially in this prolapse space. As Megan has said, there are so many classes that you can do with zero equipment. You don't need anything other than your body. And also what I would like to add to that, which we didn't really talk about a lot in this episode, is that so many moves and strengthening exercises can be done laying down on your back. So you've got gravity working in your favor. Now, I recommend anyone to go and try Pilates. Having that connection between your breath and your body is so important, living with prolapse or not. I only wish I discovered it before prolapse. And just like anything we recommend on this show, it is up to you to now go and speak with your trusted medical professional. And also, of course, we asked Megan to support us here in the Brave Mama community with any type of help that she can give us. She's actually given a 50% off promotional code, which I don't think we have ever seen before on the show. I'm so thankful and grateful. Thank you, Megan. So it's 50% off the first month. She does have a free trial where you can download the app. There's a link in the show notes for you to have a look and see if it's for you. But then offering that first month, because we've talked about it before, it takes 21 days to form a really good habit. I think it works out to be about $14.50. So I encourage you to do a one month challenge with me of five to 10 minutes every single day for that month and just see what happens for you. So I hope that has been really helpful for you today to kind of get a bit of an insider view of Pilates and pelvic organ prolapse. And if you are new here, 
and you have not yet signed up to our Brave Mama community email or the free Facebook group, you are missing out on some really great, valuable things that we are sharing. Just recently for Mother's Day, we created a set of meditations that are very specific to women living with pelvic organ prolapse. I think one of my favorites is the afternoon delight where you actually get to put your legs up against the wall and listen to a six-minute meditation. And if you want to get a hold of those, there is a link where you can sign up to the email and they'll be delivered straight to your inbox. And until next time, bye for now. Mama.